Yes, finally, we have a week where the fantasy gods showed us mercy. Of course, we were coming out of Bimageddon, where there were way too many fantasy-relevant teams were on by. Hopefully, you made it through unscathed, and hopefully, you didn't go up against the buzzsaw that was Joe Mixon this week, and hopefully, you were rostering him. I know I definitely lost a few matchups going up against Joe Mixon, but that's how the cookie crumbles, as they say. So welcome back. We're here to talk, of course, about the Week 10 waiver wire player list, I guess we could call it. Listen, I don't know what we want to call it this week, but there is not a lot to talk about. So I'm going to break it down for the people. But of course, you guys are watching the DFS Army Fantasy Football Show. Go to our website. Go check out DFSArmy.com. It's what a great website it is. There's a lot of free content, but there's also the VIP content. If you're new to DFS, we're in November. It's now November 7th. I'm recording this evening, uh, Monday, November 7th. There's a very good chance that if you are, call it two and seven, three and eight, if my math, or no, <laughs> two and seven, uh, three and six, you are probably out of the fantasy football playoffs. But there's always DFS. If you're new to it, you want to try a free month on DFS Army, go to dfsarmy.com forward slash free dash offer. Follow the instructions and get yourself a free month of DFS Army VIP membership. But let's get into the business, shall we? Let's talk about week 10. This week is a little bit more gentle in terms of bye weeks. We only have four teams on bye this week. We got the Baltimore Ravens, the Cincinnati Bengals, the New England Patriots, and the New York Jets. From an injury perspective, again, not a lot of major injuries of note, but there were a few. Josh Allen was, is going to be limited this week with an elbow injury. It doesn't sound like he's going to be missing time. It's going to be more of a maintenance sort of thing, but this is never good when the best quarterback in the league right now, arguably, has a shoulder or has, a, has an elbow issue. That's never a good thing. He's just going to have to deal with it, but... If you have Josh Allen, we'll talk about it a little bit later, you may want to consider rostering his backup, Case Keenum. Romeo Dubs left the game, uh, the Green Bay game, yesterday with an ankle injury. It's not looking good, but, I mean, Dubs was somebody that we were reluctant to roster other than as like a wide receiver three or even a flex. So hopefully you weren't relying on Dubs, but it doesn't look like he's going to be, well, we have to wait to see what, what the injuries are going to be, whether or not he'll miss significant time, but not a good thing for Romeo Dubs. Aaron Jones, fortunately, avoided a serious injury this week. It sounded like he wanted to come back in the game, but the, the coaching staff wanted to be cautious, which I'm glad they were. Get him healthy. Get him going next week. If Aaron Jones does happen to miss a time, uh, obviously uh, A.J. Dillon is going to be the, the clear de facto backup and starting player. He's rostered in too many leagues to talk about on the waiver wire show today, but if you have him, he's going to be a very viable starter if Aaron Jones doesn't go next week. And then finally, Evan Ingram suffered a back injury. So, it, you know, if you were rostering him, uh, he was somebody that we talked about on the flex show this week. Just beware that uh, he suffered a back injury. So it's going to be a quick show for the people this week, but there are some notable players that we do want to talk about. We do want to highlight and let's get going with the running back position. So the first player, Back from the dead, baby. Let's call him Lazarus. 
Jeff Wilson of the Miami Dolphins. Yes, yes, that same Jeff Wilson. So, of course, Christian McCaffrey was traded to the San Francisco 49ers uh, a few weeks back, and he essentially eviscerated any sort of fantasy value that Jeff Wilson presented. But, lo and behold, the Miami Dolphins traded for him, and guess what? He walked in and didn't skip a beat. In fact, he had a 49% snap share with um, in the offense, and he produced both through the air where he caught the touchdown. He, got, he went three for three, caught the touchdown. And on the ground, he averaged 5.67 yards per carry, which actually was better than Raheem Mostert. So Jeff Wilson, for the rest of the season, he's going to be in a timeshare. He's kind of what Chase Edmonds was supposed to be in this offense. But Jeff Wilson, obviously, um, he's got the history with Mike McDaniel from uh, McDaniel's times in San Francisco. But Wilson's going to be a clear, I wouldn't quite classify him as an RB2 per se, but he's going to be a clear flex play every single week. He's only rostered in 48% of leagues because he was dropped. Go ahead, go pick him up. I've got a 4% bid in there, but I would, depending on what your running back situation is, I would be willing to bet we're upwards of 4 to 7-8% of my fab on Jeff Wilson. Moving on, we got a couple of Denver running backs to talk about. The first one is Latavius Murray. This isn't looking good, okay? Uh, it's very, very muddy. We saw that Chase Edmonds, right after Miami traded for Jeff Wilson, traded away Chase Edmonds, which, of course, made a lot of sense. It's going to be an absolute cluster F in that backfield. you got Melvin Gordon. you got Latavius Murray. Now you got Chase Edmonds in the backfield. But here's the thing. You might want to roll the dice and just see if one of these guys actually does emerge as the lead back. Latavius Murray so far has been by far the most productive week. Um, last game, he rushed the ball for 14 times for 48 yards and got the touchdown in their win in London against Jacksonville. They're coming back off their bye week this week, and it's going to be really, really interesting just to see how everything plays out. I wouldn't be confident starting Latavius Murray, but he's somebody in deeper leagues. I'm talking about 12-person leagues. We've got benches of six spots. Or more is where you want to go and just get Latavius Murray. We've been fortunate the last few weeks where there's been no major running back injuries, but it happens all the time. Latavius Murray is worth rostering. Again, he's only rostered in 33% of leagues, so he's probably out there. I'd bet two to three bucks. Nothing crazy, but two to three bucks. Um, Chase Edmonds is also on the list there. He's actually rostered in 45% of leagues, but my guess is that until they get that trust factor down, Latavius Murray and Melvin Gordon are probably going to be the lead backs. And I can see Chase Edmonds playing more of the third down pass catching type role. The problem is, is that he, he wasn't clutching the damn ball when he was in Miami. There was just something going on in the air where he wasn't catching the ball and he had a lot of drops. So it's hard to say, but again, we like Edmonds talent. He has a 96 percentile agility score per player profiler.com. The man has got some wiggle. We've seen it. We've seen moments. We've seen glimpses of it. It's one of the reasons we are so damn excited when he was traded to Miami in the first place, or not traded, but signed with Miami in the first place this year. So far, it's been a disappointment. Chase Edmonds, worth rolling the dice on two to three bucks. Kyron Williams. I'm going to keep talking about freaking Kyron Williams until he's activated officially from the IR and he starts. Okay. We saw this week again that Cam Akers is dog water. We saw that Daryl Henderson is dog water. I understand the Tampa Bay Buccaneers still have a pretty solid rushing defense, but they didn't do squat. Cam Akers, who's probably going to be the backup and going to be the person who's going to be the most effective if Kyron Williams starts, had five carries 
for three yards. He didn't record a single reception. And frankly, right now, the Rams look like trash. So Kyron Williams, we've already talked about it at length on this show. He is an elite pass catching back. And that could really add a different element to that offense. I like Kyron Williams. He's only rostered in 29% of leagues because, of course, the Rams were on bye last week. Excuse me, not, not by last week, the week before, but he's a player that you want to go out and get. Two to three bucks. You're not blowing your budget. There's no real studs that you're going after right now. Um, last player that I have worth noting, because again, it was not a great week for running backs. A lot of the guys that were on the fringe, like the Kenyon Drakes of the world, are rostered because Gus the Bus was injured. So my last guy is Jalen Warren of Pittsburgh Steelers. Again, purely a handcuff, but he had his best week of the season um, two weeks ago before they went on their bye. He's strictly a handcuff for Najee Harris, but hey man, desperate times call for desperate measures. Maybe, maybe Jalen Warren's going to get a little bit more opportunity based on the fact that Najee Harris so far has not been producing. So that's it, the running back. that's it at the running back position. Let's move on to the wide receiver position. And it's time, ladies and gentlemen. We give you permission to go out and put some fab on the stud himself, Odell Beckham Jr. Yes, he is not currently rostered on a team, but per Ari Miroff of PFF and Jay Glazer of Fox uh, NFL Sports, it sounds like he's going to be fully cleared for contact by the end of this week. Now, apparently, rumor is there is interest in him from, quote, multiple teams. But this could be one of those situations where, I don't know, it's it's one of the reasons Schefter's been getting a lot of slack lately. It's that flack lately, I should say, is because sometimes some of these comments that are made is kind of like, you know, like to do a favor to these agents, right? Because the news game is hot in the NFL. And for Jay Glazer and Ari Miroff to go and get these scoops, they need to throw a little bit of a bone back to these agents. And how do you do that? Well, you start creating this illusion this perception that there's multiple teams going after odell beckham and that just drives up his price the thing i'll caution you about is odell beckham he just turned 30 years old okay on november 5th so he's a 30 year old wide receiver he's coming off of an acl tear that he tore in the super bowl of course back in november it's now been about nine months which is pretty common we're starting to see nine months tends to be the return time for these ACL tears, but there are complications. We even saw it just this season with Chris Godwin where he looked healthy. He starts and Oh, he has a hamstring injury. Okay. Next week he's back. Oh, now it's the other hamstring or he tweaks a muscle or, or something to the point where it takes time for your body to fully recover because it compensates when part of your, when one leg is injured, the other leg is going to compensate for it. So exercise caution with Odell Beckham Jr. Yes, he's a superstar. Yes, he's got the name value in fantasy football, but you need to set your expectations. If you think that Odell Beckham is going to come in and win you your league, I don't think that's a realistic expectation. It also depends on what team he's going to land on. If he can go back to the Rams, who are desperate. We just talked about Kyron Williams. They're desperate for any sort of a spark. And obviously, they went out and got Allen Robinson. Robinson wasn't the answer. They clearly miss Robert Woods, and they clearly miss Odell Beckham. 
They need a player like that. So if Odell Beckham goes back to a familiar situation, we can pretty much just scheme right back in and it's won't miss a beat. Yes, I have more confidence in him. If Odell Beckham is signed by a completely random team, that worries me a little bit. So beware. I'm going to say 6 to 10% of your fab budget and somehow miraculously, he's actually rostered in 37% of the league. So chances are he's probably out there. But go have a look. Wendell Robinson, he was higher ownership prior to the bye week, but the New York Giants were on their bye week last week. And now he's only 44% rostered. He hasn't had that explosive game yet. Okay, so I understand if you're reluctant to start him, but Wandell Robinson is a talented young wide receiver. He is going to be the de facto number one wide receiver in that offense. And that's the type of player you need to take a shot on. So I'm going to say again, between four, five, six percent of your fab budget, you shouldn't have to spend a lot. But Wandell Robinson is a player that's absolutely worth rostering in most league formats. Another player I'm going to talk about, DeAndre Carter. Okay, yes, he didn't quite do what I expected him to do, but he did receive a fair number of targets last week, and he had an 83% snap share. He had six targets, and he was clearly the Allen Robinson or the Keenan Allen replacement, excuse me. But Josh Palmer was was he was the stud. Palmer received 10 targets, and um, but but Palmer's rostered in 75% of the league, so he's probably not going to be available in your league. DeAndre Carter, if Keenan Allen continues to miss time. Yes, I know Keenan Allen probably should be back next week, but he should have been back three weeks ago. So it's really hard to say. You want to get a piece of that offense. DeAndre Carter is an easy, cheap part of that offense. Three to five percent of your foul budget. Donovan Peoples-Jones, same deal. Out of sight, out of mind. He's only rostered in 35% of leagues. I'm going to suggest bidding a couple bucks on Donovan Peoples-Jones. He's averaging between an 85 to 90% snapshot every single week and close to 82% um, of that is a route participation. He's averaging six targets per game, and he's a very reasonable wide receiver three on the season. He ranks 29th in terms of total air yards, which means he's getting the the deep targets. He hasn't scored a touchdown yet, and that's going to be one of the reasons why he hasn't really produced. So Donovan Peoples-Jones is a nice, cheap opportunity, and yes, I know it's still a month out, but Deshaun Watson is coming back soon. So if you can get a piece of that offense now, before the hype begins, Donovan Peoples-Jones is an easy way to do that. Um, really, Amara Cooper is kind of the, the one-stop shop when it comes to the wide receiver position. And of course, the stud that is Nick Chubb. But Donovan Peoples-Jones isn't a bad option either. I think we're just kind of speaking this next guy into existence. But Terrace Marshall, again, again, he only got six targets, but he got the nice little garbage time touchdown. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen? Those count too. So Terrace Marshall, whether it's Baker Mayfield, whether it's P.J. Walker, I don't know. I mean, obviously P.J. Walker got benched and they got just got destroyed by Cincinnati this week. But but, but Terrace Marshall is he's eleven percent rostered, maybe a zero dollar bid, maybe one dollar bid. Listen, targets are worth chasing in fantasy football, and Terrace Marshall's the wide receiver two in an offense in a professional offense in the NFL. Go take a shot on him. Moving on to the quarterback position, I've removed Sam Ellinger. He's unrosterable. I've removed P.J. Walker because I'm not sure if he's going to be rosterable. But I'm going to say, if you have Josh Allen in your leagues, even if it's a one-quarterback league, depending on how this elbow situation plays out, 
you may want to consider getting Case Keenum. Now, if you have Josh Allen in a Superflex league and there's not a lot of depth out there, if anything, on the waiver wire, you're definitely going to want to consider going out and getting Case Keenum as a backup because obviously it's not a one-to-one comparison, but Case Keenum showed that he is a respectable backup quarterback, and I would say he's probably one of the better backup quarterbacks in the league. And Josh Allen is special, but they have some pretty talented wide receivers on that team that can really just do damage after the catch. So going at Case Keenum, especially just to protect that Josh Allen asset. Okay, that's it. That's all I have at the quarterback position. Moving on to close out the show, let's talk about the tight end position. Greg Dulcich, again, out of sight, out of mind. He's only rostered in 38% of leagues. I'm going to suggest a couple dollars. He's coming off of his bye week, but in week eight, he had an 80% snap share, and he caught all four of his targets. Or he got four of five targets for 87 yards against the Jaguars. So Greg Dulcich is a very, very viable. I would rank him as a top 12 tight end every single week. We love the talent. Great profile. Athletic, pass-catching tight end. They're hard to come by. Greg Dulcich is that guy. Uh, Tyler Conklin in the New York Jets kind of came back, came back down to earth uh, this week. He didn't really do much in the passing game. Of course, two weeks ago against the Patriots, he had two touchdowns. Now, Tyler Conklin is on his bye in week 10. So you might not need to pick him up this week, but just keep him on your radar, okay? Because the tight end position is a crapshoot. And Tyler Conklin, again, is part of that New York Jets offense. They just beat the Buffalo Bills, ladies and gentlemen. So... I don't know what's in the what's in the drinking water in New York, in New Jersey, but man, that AFC East is wide open, and Tyler Conklin is a major part of that offense. Yes, he didn't do anything in fantasy this week, but he's going to be a major part of that offense moving forward. And again, we like to see the targets. He's finally getting that target opportunity. So Tyler Conklin worth rostering. A couple more guys, and we're going to get you out of here. Cole Komet of the Chicago Bears. He's only rostering 22% of leagues. I'm going to suggest a couple of bucks. The Chicago bears are finally starting to turn it around on offense. And a big part of that is obviously based on the fact that Justin Fields is finally having the confidence to tuck the ball and run. And the Chicago coaching staff is starting to scheme up plays that focus on his skill set, And that is a, a running quarterback. It's so dangerous the ability to run, and it really does open up things. And what we're starting to see is that um, players like Cole Komet are starting to become fantasy relevant once again. So I like him. He's super cheap. He's only rostered in 22% of leagues. I would say a couple bucks, and he's worth doing. And the thing is is that they play Detroit next week, so it could be a great streamer option as well if you're looking for just a streamer tight end position. Finally, Kate Auden of the Buccaneers. He had just over five targets. Last four weeks, but he did get the game-winning touchdown against the Rams this week. So Kate Otten is a de facto part of that offense. Listen, okay, this narrative out there that Tom Brady likes to throw the tight end, therefore every other tight end that's not Rob Gronkowski is going to be fantasy relevant. But I can tell you from my experience as a Patriots fan, watching that team intimately, Rob Gronkowski is the reason that Tom Brady likes the tight end position. The man is special, okay? That's obvious. Kate Otten, he's a good tight end. He's getting, like I said, five targets a week, which is a good thing. But he's not going to be Rob Gronkowski, okay? So, so get that expectation out of your head. But again, if you need one of these streaming tight ends, Kate Otten, any given week, has just as much an opportunity to get in the end zone because he's getting the targets, because he's a de facto part of that offense. You can go out 
Get Kate Otten and start him with confidence if you need him in a pinch. So, ladies and gentlemen, it's been 20 minutes. All killer, no filler for this week's fantasy football show. I said at the top of the show, but if you haven't yet, we're trying to grow this little program, this fantasy football show. So if you're listening on the podcast feed, and I see you people out there, I can see how many people are downloading it. Go check out our fantasy football page. Of course, we've got the parent DFS Army main page, but we're trying to grow the fantasy football page. It's where you can go find this YouTube video if you want to go see my handsome face. But if not, we appreciate you listening. We appreciate you watching. We appreciate the support. Go check out DFSArmy.com. A lot of free content out there or get a VIP membership or you want to try a month for free, free dash trial. Good luck in week 10 and cross our fingers that the wave of wire remains slow. Why? Because that means there's no more injuries. So good luck. Let's get it done, ladies and gentlemen. Rock and roll, baby.